You are Locked On Hawks Postcast, part of Locked On Atlanta on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Hawks Postcast, your home for the best Hawks talk. It's local insight you can't get anywhere else but right here at Locked On. I'm Tanitra Batiste, and alongside me is Deshaun Tate. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. And of course, the Locked On Hawks postcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Deshaun, don't look now, but the Hawks have won three of their last four games, and help is also on the way. We'll deep dive on how the Hawks got the 134 127 win over the Rockets in and one and talk about next up. But first, Let's get T's and Tate's takes on what went down tonight. And Tate, you say, beat who you're supposed to be, part three. No doubt. We go from do what you're supposed to do, part two, to beat <laughs> who you're supposed to beat, part three. Uh, this is a Houston Rockets team that while they have been surging at home, they were 11-1 and one with, the, with the Atlanta Hawks coming in, one of the more hotter teams, especially, yeah. like I said, at home. Uh, don't get me started on their road record for the Houston Rockets because I don't want to show everybody what I had for dinner tonight. Um, but nonetheless, listen, I mean, it was a hard-fought battle. I've made a lot of comparisons to this Houston Rockets team being very similar unless you weren't paying close attention to the Orlando Magic of last year, which was really yeah. good, even though the record may not necessarily reflect. This win is definitely going to look a lot better next year than it will this year if that makes any kind of sense at all but um mm -hmm. i mean listen i i i feel like this was one as this houston rockets team is starting to kind of you know still learning how to play together i'm not sure that they're really there yet developing yeah. and establishing chemistry amongst one another now that you got brooks and van vliet uh added to that mix of a you know group of young talented guys Mm -hmm. Still a good win. Any good, any win at this point, especially yeah. in the NBA, is a good win, especially uh, for the Hawks, who could definitely use it. So, like you yeah. said, don't look now. And um, I'm just happy to see them uh, look like that they're trending in the right direction, putting together a string of back-to-back -back wins for the first time since Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I think it can be so much of a confidence booster, like you said, no matter what team and no matter where you're playing them, because, hey, you're on the road, so that alone is something to be able to really feel positive about and confident about because, hey, like you said, the Houston Rockets have only dropped one at Toyota Center this entire season. So for the Hawks to be able to go in there and do that, that's really good, especially when you know they came out, Hawks came out really, really strong. I mean, they were like, perfect coming out of the gate. I think it was like five straight threes that they were able to make in the first quarter, which we're starting to see a little bit more that we're starting to see them get off to faster starts. We're starting to see them hit from the perimeter sooner. And I think that's also good for bolstering confidence and the fact that we're seeing that. And we'll talk a little bit more about it in the end one on the one guy who, who really, really jumpstarts them from the perimeter. But I'd like to also say it's good to see the Hawks ultimately be, be able to kind of spread the love across what they're doing from deep. That, to me, kind of set the tone for the entire game. Now, that said, my takeaway was, in the immortal words of the Wu-Tang Clan, can it be that it was all so simple or could it have been? 
Yeah, it could have been simpler. You know, the Hawks didn't have to come back and allow the Houston Rockets to ultimately get back in the game and even, dare I say, take over the lead. Like, that was a little bit scary, right? The fact that they got outscored the way they did in that third quarter where ultimately the Rockets were able to take their first lead of the game, right? And so, and then the Hawks... Finally kind of got back into gear, got back into formation in the fourth quarter. They were able to start that quarter on a 9-0 run. But again, can you just keep it simple? I know. I know. In the first half, can you just please in that pesky third quarter? I know the other game we were talking about it being the pesky fourth quarter. But historically, the last couple of seasons, the third quarter has been the pesky one for the Hawks as well, right? Because that's the one where if they're not able to close out, typically it's because that team, that opponent starts to chip away at what the Hawks are doing in the third quarter. And listen, they were absolutely cold in the third quarter. As good as they were shooting 50% from the perimeter in the first half, which is how they jumped out to a 16-point lead, is as bad as they were in the third quarter going straight 0 for 8. Like, oh, Hawks, do you have to really make it this complicated? Didn't the woo tell you? It can be so simple. Listen. I'm, listen, Tanisha, it was so cringeworthy, yes. to be honest with you. And listen, I had that same thought in my head. Like, can they just, you know, do, do, do they, you know, never just going to make it easy for you? I feel like ever. And since right. you're going to channel your inner musical lyrics i'm gonna do the same thing in the great words of lauren hill it could all be so simple but you just have to make it hard i don't i don't understand it i don't get it and i think that you know i, I think we are starting to see some improvement and some growth uh yeah. with this team because at one point in team one point in time we we're talking about man like i mean maybe it wasn't the biggest issue in the world we were looking at being able to knock down shots from the charity stripe where we could almost point fingers yeah. to say maybe that's why they were losing some of these games turnovers mm -hmm. were some of those issues at one point in True. time x amount of games or you know over the course of the last couple of years that's not mm -hmm. nearly as much of an issue even in games that they lose even by double digits which isn't typically that many mm -hmm. but even in these instances of these games where we're talking about getting off to hot starts like yeah. you mentioned they're starting to get off to hotter starts they're starting to be able to show that they can close games out you yeah. know getting up on big leads like they did tonight and then have those deficits cut especially on somebody else's home floor where everything that they're about happens all their magic happens on their home floor mm -hmm. being able to get down i mean sorry get up by so many points and then the other team storms back Atlanta yeah. ends up taking off again on them. And then that team comes back just for Atlanta to be able to put them away. Like to me, right. that says something, not only to be able to get up big, but also for that team to cut the deficit. You storm back just for that team to storm back again. And then you put the nail in the coffin. Like that just makes it that much better, that much sweeter. And that's just one of those areas that I don't think that we pay nearly as much attention to. It kind of goes over the head a little bit sometimes in terms of how much growth we're really seeing, unless mm -hmm. you got one of those, you know, eyes for it. Yeah. And I do like the fact that if they're going to make it hard when it could be simple, the least you could do is get a dub. And that's what they got. So it's always 
a little bit better. It feels a little bit better when you can say, yeah, you made that more difficult than it had to be. Mm -hmm. But at least you walked away with a win. And if the Hawks can continue to string together some wins, especially with what they've got cooking coming back, then I think they're in a very great space. Now we see Michael Gardner is saying time for us to go and run. Couldn't agree with you more. I think that you're going to like what we have to say. So you need to stick around for that next up because we are right there with you in terms of it being time for this team to go on a run. They're getting there, Michael. You see them starting to cook. It's three games of the last four. It's little things like what Deshaun just said, where they're closing out where they need to. And Deshaun, I want to add to one more thing that you just said about how they're closing out. It's different ways. I feel like you and I are having some of the same conversation, good conversation, by the way, that we're going to have in the end one. But I feel like there's also some variety to the conversations mm -hmm. that we're having as far as, who and how they won. It warmed my heart. And I'm not going to talk too much about it. We will save him for the second half. But when I can look at a stat that says Clint Capella made seven free throws out of seven for like a stretch of this game, do you know how happy that makes me? Because I'm telling you, there were so many times in the last couple seasons where if it was a free throw or a darn bunny, or a close, like point blank shot, my head was already in my my head was already in my hands. Cause I was like, oh no, CC ain't gonna do it. But CC did his thing. So look, the reason I bring it out, because we're gonna talk more about CC in the second uh, segment, is ultimately Deshaun, a win is a win is a win. And to get it in different ways in different games is very should be very, very encouraging for Hawks fans. The last thing I'm going to say about this before we cut to a break is I want people to kind of notice and pay attention because over the course of the last certainly two games, it might be three he may not have played, but even prior to that, they've really been trying to go to um, DeAndre Hunter as their very first scoring option yeah. right out the gate from the tip. He scored yeah. the team's first, you know, four points uh, on tonight. I think uh, the last game he scored the team's first six. I think he hit mm -hmm. two threes in a row back to back. Yes. So I'm just kind of seeing that that's exactly where they want to go early and often is the mentality for this Hawks team when it comes to DeAndre Hunter and trying to get him rolling and involved in the offense right away. So you can kind of give him that confidence booster, which if I'm just being honest, I kind of feel like he needs. Yeah, and good eye by Quinn to see exactly what his players need in the moments where they need it. We'll talk more about this when we come back in the and one. So I don't know about you guys, but I am always someone who likes a good deal and for someone to give me some insight on how I can win. Now, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire or every week we're going to give you what you need in order to know which players should fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Well, you guys know he kind of likes what he's been seeing out of Sadiq Bay, and we like it as well. He has been solid for the most part in the starting lineup, of course, as we await Jalen Johnson's return and should continue to be serviceable for fantasy teams. But I'm telling you, the guy that you need to keep your eyes on is none other than 11, Trey Young. The 30 and 10 run that he has gone on has been absolutely historic. I mean, you're talking about a guy 
who's in the company of Oscar Robertson, Russell Westbrook, Michael Jordan, and Nate Archibald. So 30 points, 10 assists a game. If he can get you that many points and that many dimes, might be good for your fantasy basketball league now. Josh Lloyd is also going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. Now, I have a personal story that I can tell you guys, and that is when it comes to things like brakes going out at the last minute and you having to like scram and just figure out how to put it together quickly because you got to get to and from work. This is where you go. That's where I went. So for my car, I needed to get the brakes done quickly and they were able to get me the parts, not just quickly, but quality parts. Why? Because they were over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with not just the brake kits, but LED headlights, roof racks, and anything else you want. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Restrictions apply. All right, time for the and one. Now, listen, I'm going to be real. I'm going to keep it honest. We know Fred Van Vliet went off, and we know Jalen Green was solid. They combined for 48 points and eight rebounds for the Rockets. But check the stat line for the Hawks' backcourt. A combined 51 points on 17 of 33 shooting, eight from 16 from beyond the arc, seven boards, 19 assists from Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. Deshaun, I feel like we're having this conversation in a good way these last couple of games has what you've seen in the last few games shown you that this combo is finally maybe getting into a rhythm? I think it's happening. I think it's happening happening in, in small measures, in small increments, which I think is also good because I think that they're just, you know, they're kind of taking their time with this whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the interesting part about the matchups on tonight was you had a good defender against a very good offensive player on both sides. Yeah. You know, you did have to put, um, you know, DeJounte Murray on Jalen Green, who mm -hmm. we know that that is, you know, something that is, you know, primary um, for the Atlanta Hawks. And mm -hmm. obviously DeJounte being able to get loose on the offensive end as well. But you also see Dylan Brooks, who couldn't stand a chance against Trey Young tonight. <laughs> but that was primarily the direction that they wanted to go. And obviously yeah. with him being either A, their best or, you know, B, their, you know, second best perimeter defender to put on Trey. And I mean, just yeah. the job that Trey has done and coming into, you know, the the game, um, you know, his last four games prior to this one, you know, 30, what is it, 38 points a game. I think he was averaging 13 assists, 50% from the field, almost 50% from three. It's unheard of. Growing before our own eyes. But um, all things, you know, being considered as, I, mm -hmm. I, as I've got it notated here, because I definitely thought that it was worth the mention, is mm -hmm. I was definitely on board with you when you mentioned, you know, don't look now, but you know, the Atlanta Hawks are starting to surge. And I think that we're starting to see some of those moments. I wouldn't necessarily say go as far as saying contending for the Eastern Conference crown. Right. But I do think like I've been, you know, kind of preaching to everybody mm -hmm. that some of these other teams kind of peaked a little early. Sure, the mm -hmm. Atlanta Hawks were struggling, struggling along the way. But yeah. as you know, it's a long season. We're only a quarter into it. 
And uh, the Hawks is going to find, you know, some different ways to show that they are the real deal. And we will, it won't be long before we will be saying yeah. the DeJounte and Trey thing is actually yeah. starting to work itself out. Right. I, I love it. And I think that when we can say it changes each game right now granted the last say five games it's been trey on sort of that high end for the points if you will but when we started to kind of see this trend where i would say every couple games we'd see the backcourt be a good look on both sides but they were a good look on both sides because dejounte murray was going off on points right so Mm -hmm. to me they don't and, and i was concerned at first because i was like man it's a good combo, but I'm not seeing like the balance of the combo because it seemed like it was at times DeJounte Young heavy in the beginning where he was kind of carrying the loads, load points and rebounds and assists or points and assists mostly. And then you switch gears and then it became, oh, it's Trey Young with DeJounte kind of pitching in. But I feel like this is more balanced because when you look at the 51 points, you're not you're talking about Trey with 30, but you're also talking about DeJounte with 21. And that's what I really, really like. Or when you're looking at, you know, the field goal percentage, they both had efficient nights, 10 of 18 for Trey, 7 of 15 for DeJounte. So when you begin to see them be even and even like you said, looking at the Hugs getting back to what they're known for. They're known for being a quality team at the free throw line. Trey Young, five of seven. And you know he had been struggling a little bit from that free throw line. So I mm-hmm. like that five of seven. And I also like the four or five from DeJounte. Again, just putting together a solid body of work as a unit, I think, is showing that eh, they're starting to they're starting to catch their flow. Now, another duo that we kind of like and it's a little bit of an unconventional duo because they're not necessarily starters but when they get together as a combo it's a darn good look for the hawks and we saw it again tonight clint capella and onyeka okongu as a combo looked good once again cc and double o combined for 34 points and 20 rebounds and what i mostly liked about that deshaun is that two things number one as we always say it's almost like every show until Jalen Johnson gets back. So now that we right, got it out. Right, right, right. <laughs> when Jalen Johnson comes out. So, you know, that that's our, our tag for the last uh, month and a half, if you will. But real talk, in his absence, to see that two players are combining with a little bit of whomever is in that starting forward position because uh, Sadiq Bey did have uh, nine rebounds tonight. So we will definitely give him credit for that. But to be able to see CC and Double O get together and give some support to the Hawks' challenges that they've had with other teams' bigs, I think that's also one of those things that if that keeps happening and Quinn Snyder keeps finding those combos that work for him, we're going to see that be a positive for the Hawks going forward from consistently. I'll always be the first one to say that, you know, I never thought that I would hear myself saying, when Jalen Johnson gets back. I mean, that just goes to show the contribution of what he has provided to this team. And I'll always say that I'm always one that believes in embarrassing myself and, and make no mistake about it, especially here on this program. I love being wrong about oh, yeah. players yeah. Um, yeah. And I, because, you know, ultimately it's all for the betterment of the team and just everything in general, because that's what I want to see. That's what I want to be. I want to be wrong in this situation. Um, That being said, you know, I think it is good that we do see, you know, um, uh, CC and and double O 
uh, on the floor together at the same time sometimes just to see what you have just to see if it can work like there's been occasions where you know we relied on one guy on this side or rely on one guy the other side and you didn't really realize what you had until that guy was injured or whatever the case was now you got to start putting together rotations that we've never seen and didn't appear to make much sense because Mm -hmm. it you know, optically and maybe just realistically, you don't really anticipate CC and double O to provide you with a lot of offense. We've been seeing that and both of these guys been recipients on the lob a lot, especially Mm -hmm. Oyeka Okongu specifically. Um, You know, with what is it, 19 and 11 or something along those lines on tonight is crazy. I feel like that's a career high for him, although it's probably not. But it had that feel that I know that he can be offensive player and yes we know that they're there to do the dirty work and mm-hmm. get all the loose balls and you know you know wipe, wipe the glass clean and all that kind of stuff but it's very similar to how it takes time for us to get used to seeing Dre uh I'm sorry uh DeJounte and Trey on the floor at the same time with Trey playing off the ball and giving these mm-hmm. guys some time so I think it's good and it's a different look because at some point, I feel like this team was starting to become a little bit predictable with their rotations, um, and teams kind of got used to that. Uh, I think it's good to see that, you know, we have something a little bit different. I definitely wanted to kind of have a couple little mentions here. It's good to see Clint Capella against his former team. We've seen it, you know, weeks ago with uh, DeJounte Murray against San Antonio Spurs. So it was good to see Clint Capella against his former team. Aaron Holiday was a former Hawk on last year, did a good job defending Trey and played some pretty good offense as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I guess that was, I guess a a plus for them, which I think was also a plus for Trey because it challenged him a little bit with a player that he has some familiarity with that played on the same team as him and is a good defender. And Mm -hmm. uh, probably the last part, the only thing I probably like about the Houston Rockets is this guy, Jay Sean Tate, such a cool last name that he has. I had to make sure I threw that in there too. <laughs> I love it. So, so many times, Tanitra, I'm watching this game and I'm like, are they saying Deshaun Tate? Deshaun like, no, yes. it's Jay Sean Tate. And I'm like, okay, they're not talking about me clearly. Right. Yeah, you're, you're not that guy. But you know what? He was a zero for his team tonight. You're never a zero for our Hawks locked on postcast. So I just had to put that good word in there as well. And you gave a good point. Two things you said that I wanted to mention, but you know, we got to give some flowers before we wrap up because we always like to give our flowers out in our second seg in our and one, but number one, yeah, low key got to give Trey young credit for the effort that he's putting forth to really play good basketball off the ball and also anytime I can look at a stat line and double O doesn't have like and he first of all that he's a plus 12 the reason he's Mm -hmm. a plus 12 is because he can stay on the floor so when he has one personal foul I have to also call that out because that means that he's playing effective clean basketball and making good decisions on how he's going to defend but flowers tonight go to Bogdan Bogdanovich my god it's questionable coming into the game played 30 Minutes for 22 points, eight of 14, shooting four of eight from three, five straight, 20 plus point outings as a reserve. That's the longest such streak this season. Is this a prime example of quality over quantity? Because Deshaun, we know that the Hawks don't necessarily have depth in terms of shooting on the Hawks bench, especially with Sadiq Bay in the starting rotation. But man, oh man, this is where you say they may not have quantity in that area, but they got quality. I think what I'm going to do to Nietzsche is I definitely got some things that I definitely want to pinpoint and touch on in regard to that subject. I definitely want to do it after the break, though. Let's do it. 
All right, everybody, this episode of the Locked on Hawks postcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Now, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. That could be last-minute tickets for a Hogs game. It could also be for music, comedy, and theater events near you. You know, the color purple is like that thing. In fact, I was on a Zoom earlier about it. Can't wait to see it on Christmas Day. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all kinds of events near you with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee takes the guesswork out of buying the tickets. So it's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event, lowest prices guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, et cetera. I think that's so cool that game time has a guarantee that means you'll always also get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So download the Game Time app. That's your first step. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, I'll tell you what to do. Simple. Create an account. Redeem the code. That code is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. All right, Deshaun, so let's pick up where we left off, giving Bogey the floor. Bogey Bogdanovich, I think nobody can say it better than the way that you did in terms of giving him his flowers. Is It it appears to be quality over quantity. Um, There's so many players I feel like they kind of needed this kind of contribution from that they were trying to fit into the rotation on last year with the holidays and some of the other guys, maybe Gallinari maybe or whomever. Um, but in that particular instance, you got somebody like a bogey Bogdanovich who can not only, you know, shoot the ball well from three, but can also come off some of those curls in the mid range game, taking it to the basket plays very fundamentally sound, basic basketball, the way that the game was designed to be played, um, you know, keeping it very simple, not trying to do too much, not being too flashy. And somebody's got to do that on every single team. And I love the way that he does that. He does. He is that piece that brings that international style to the Atlanta Hawks. And I mean, listen, you talk about what he's been able to do from, you know, from the perimeter. Not only has he been good, but we have, you know, it's, I think it's been pretty clear of what this team wants to do. They're averaging 38 threes um, on the season uh tonight can't remember how many that they put up uh 40 of them tonight right um but you know we've been warned about this coming into the season everybody remembers when coach quinn said you know we're going to be getting up a lot of three-point shots but it wasn't just the volume or the high number of attempts it's about making sure that it's you know good shot selection quality shots swinging the ball around on you know stretching the defense out making them i mean how many times have we seen trey young go for a pump fake get somebody in the air decide not to take the shot which is showing his growth swinging it over to one guy that defender's closing out swinging over to another guy that defender's closing out just to find the wide open guy in the corner and making the defense work and next thing you know they've you know, pointing fingers at one another, bringing the ball up the floor, and the Hawks are just hot. Like, we've seen so many of those runs. That's mm-hmm. growth from this team. And those are some of the things that I think do tend to go um, overlooked. And uh, I think one, another thing you have to do is credit the Atlanta Hawks for being able to pull this win out from a standpoint of, you know, being seven, um, seven, only seven fast break points. They're one of the best 
uh, teams in the NBA in terms of pace and in terms of fast break points. Only scoring seven of them tonight gives credit to Houston's defense, of course, but I think it gives a little bit more credit to Atlanta for being able to make some of those necessary adjustments. Yeah, and I think also the efficiency that we saw across the entire team, including Bogdan Bogdanovich, is because this team is playing what we call unselfish basketball. And one of the things that you see from unselfish, like what's the definition of that? The definition is what you just said, where, hey, I can take a shot, but let me pass it because that's a better shot over there. Or let me pass it again because that's the best shot. That's what you're starting to see from them. That's how Bogdan Bogdanovich has eight of 14 from the field and goes four of eight. It's not just about him being a sharp shooter, but it's about him getting the ball at a point where he's got the best shot. So he's getting that ball from his teammates, or if he doesn't have the best shot, then he's giving the ball to another teammate to make the shot. Now we can't wrap up this show without telling you guys some of the really good news that should be even more encouraging for Hawks fans in an update that the team released today about some players that are on their way back. Of course, the number one is Jalen Johnson. He's been cleared to return to full team practice after being down with that left distal radius fracture since November 25th. Also got news about Kobe Bufkin, who's been out since November 2nd with a left thumb fracture. He's also been cleared to return to full practice. And Muhammad Gay, a guy that you've been saying, hey, really looking to see what he can do when he comes back. He underwent a CT scan Monday. He's been cleared to begin light on court individual work and continues to work his way back from dealing with the right low back stress fracture. So all of those things said tells me this. As the Hawks go into their last five games of the season, starting with the Heat on Friday and ending with the Wizards next week, how good is it to see that help is actually on the way? I think it's great. I think it's fantastic because this is a team that hasn't even scratched the surface of where I believe that they can actually get to. Um, and they're right there within reach, but they're not rushing anything. They're not forcing anything. They're not cheating like it's the end of the world. They're not mm-hmm. cheating games, you know, with too much urgency as if if we don't hurry up and win these games, we're going to miss the playoffs. They're yeah. just kind of moving at their own pace to a degree. And being able to get a lot of these players back is going to do nothing but just kind of kick this into another gear. So mm-hmm. where you may have an instance, you know, where there's a guy that's out or, you know, maybe a guy needs a breather and you got someone like a Sadiq Bay or whatever the case may be um you need somebody that's a plug and play and just to bring them in for a couple minutes give some good energy make some right you know choices and decisions that is muhammad gay in my opinion Mm -hmm. after you give him a chance to kind of get his feet wet and warmed up and kind of adjusted to the nba game and you know give him a little bit of time on the floor i think that uh he is one of those players that could be a somewhat fan favorite just because mm-hmm. of his hard work uh, ability and just how smart he is as a basketball player so obviously Jalen Johnson that goes you know unspoken for uh, everybody knows what he you know has meant for to this team and for this team mm-hmm. but putting guy that that essentially what that's doing is just with those two guys alone getting yeah. guys back in the front court where they can be healthy again perfect example Houston Rockets was the sixth you know leading rebounding team in the NBA the Atlanta mm-hmm. Hawks out rebounded them on tonight 44 to 37 whoever thought that that was going to happen that only adds to situations like these when you get guys like that back who are going to be willing to outwork the opposition yeah and even Buffkin just giving Trey an opportunity to have some breathing room just mm-hmm. 
I think that'll be great as well because he was showing some good signs during summer league. So yeah, very uh, encouraged and Hawks fans should be encouraged well about his return. So yeah, Hawks fans, you guys should be excited. Three wins in the last four games. That's a good look. They've been showing that they're able to close out on games, even when teams that shouldn't give them a little trouble, give them a little trouble. But, you know, there are just certain teams that have your number, and we know for sure that was the Pistons. And on some level, even last season when the Rockets were a hot mess, they were still giving the Hawks fits at times. So to see them to be able to close out, it's a good look. And to see that this team did it from all different directions, really, really had a dominant game. Overall, we really like to see that. And we like to see you guys come back each and every time to hang out with us here on the Lockdown Hawks postcast. Remember to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And of course, for more on the Hawks tomorrow, make sure you check out Locked on Hawks with a guy, Brad Rowland. We will see you next time.